Ah, uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer, and this is the Evolution of Movies show, and I am not alone. I am joined by the Hans and Simon of the series, folks. It's James Shifty and Andy Rossi. How are you guys doing this morning? Morning for us, anyways. I'm doing great. How are you, Jack? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, James, how are you? I'm doing great. Maintenance <laughs> men are in and out of the house today. You know, so as you a might dad. see people walking behind me. Ladders, how are you as a dad? Conking guns. You know, as a dad, <laughs> I am happy. I am sleep deprived. And I'm here and ready to shoot and score. Ha- have yeah. you used any of the parenting tips you learned from 300 last week? <laughs> 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 has, has 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 your kid killed any giant wolves yet? No, he hasn't. But when he's ready to do that, I'll be right behind him cheering him on. Because <laughs> he's got more cojones than his pops, okay? <laughs> Without spoiling what the movie is that we're about to watch, yeah. even though I guess everyone knows because it's in the title, uh, did you guys get the reference, Hans and Simon? Uh, well, we got Hans from the first one. Yeah, I heard one. Simon... Simon says, "What's the second one? The nope. third one. The third one. The third Die Hard one. with Ben Jans. They were both oh. both Grubers. Oh yeah. So this is how the show works. What we do is we watch movies and then we talk about them. But we call it the evolution of movies because every single week we watch a movie that came out one year after the last movie we watched. So." We started in 1990, then went to 91, 92, 93. Now we are all the way up in the year 2007. That means next week's 2008. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about the here and now. Let's talk about 2007, a time when movies were all about how cool your ride was, whether it was Transformers, Death Proof, or, of course, Wild Hogs. But we aren't talking about any of those. We're talking about the return of John McClane in Live Free or Die Hard, a movie Roger Ebert gave three stars to and IMDb described as John McClane and a young hacker join forces to take down a master cyber terrorist, Thomas Gabriel, in Washington, D.C. James, I want to start with you. Had you seen this movie before we watched it this week? And whether you had or haven't, what were your thoughts going into it this time around? Yeah, I I saw it. I'm trying to think. I, I just saw it. I don't think I went to the theater to see it. I saw it like, you know, on HBO or one of those back when it came out. Um, I've seen it only once. I mean, obviously, you know, anyone, any, any 80s baby, you know, loves Die Hard, the original one. I mean, mm-hmm. the premise is great. You know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, taking on all these terrorists barefoot. You know, mm-hmm. he's not he's not like he's not sh- like Schwarzenegger or Van Damme. He doesn't have like these great fighting skills. He's like the everyman. And uh, and it's in this, uh, you know, put you in a situation. What would I do in this situation? And of course, Die Hard of Vengeance with the great Samuel Jackson is my personal favorite. Um, but, yeah, I thought this one was good. It it kind of was what I remember. But I'll be honest, the time I did see it, I didn't finish it the first time. So <laughs> this was the first time I saw it. And, you know, and you say as a dad, uh, basically, <laughs> it took me like about five, six hours to watch it last night. because I was falling asleep every 20 minutes. Was, <laughs> I'm so sleep deprived. But other than that, it's, you know, it's a good movie. It's solid action. It's literally yeah. like action for like two hours straight. Yeah. Um, which is unlike any of the other movies. There's not even much of a buildup. It just goes straight for it. 
Yeah, that's what I said. I thought it's yeah. just the quintessential action movie. Uh, Andy, one of the things, and this kind of alludes to what James was saying earlier, one of the things I love about John McClane, as opposed to a lot of other action heroes, especially when you go back to the 80s, is, uh, you know, other action heroes, they run out in the middle of the field, they shoot at bad guys, and bad guys just can't hit them for some reason. John McClane is a guy who just gets beaten up the whole movie and somehow comes out on top. Uh, probably the most beat down action hero that you're going to find. How did you feel jumping into the fourth installment of a series and not watching the other ones uh, for the show? Yeah, you know, it's funny because um, I watched this fairly recently because I just showed my wife. She just saw the first Die Hard for like the first time last Christmas, which of course oh, Die wow. Hard is of course a Christmas movie. Yes. So after I showed her the original, she said, I really like the, the Live Free or Die Hard one. So we watched it. So I was actually like fairly familiar with it this time around. But I feel like now I'm like, I, I only know the original and this one, the two in between. <laughs> I don't really remember that well. So just going from the original to this one is insane because the first one is just him. He's like a guy just trapped in the building. And this one, it's just like, I mean, we'll get there. But there is a yeah. lot of explosions, a lot of chase scenes. I feel like. As uh, James always says, the hold my beer line. But Len Wiseman said, oh, you want explosions? You want hackers? Hold my beer. Yeah, <laughs> this one. So as far as the series goes, one is great. Three is great. I think this one's great. Number two, eh, I wasn't a huge fan of. And I never saw the fifth one. But this one, I picked this movie because I remember seeing it in theaters and I left with the biggest smile on my face. It was just so over the top throughout the whole way. It was like there was zero filter throughout the entire movie. If someone said, hey, what if they did this? They just thought, <laughs> okay, let's do that. <laughs> and, and it was, you definitely have to check your, is that realistic thought process at the door? Leave it and don't bring it along and yeah, just go. Even Right in the opening credits, you got to say that because even like the Fox logo, doesn't that get like hacked into? They like yes. show the Fox logo. It's like ding, ding. very 2007 in there. every way. It, it really kind of fits what we do with this show because it does feel like a slice of 2007. But before we get into all the nitty gritty details, I always want to take a second to thank everyone who listens, thank everyone who watches, and thank everyone who leaves a comment, subscribes, shares with their friends, hits the like button, five-star reviews, all that good stuff. It's always appreciated and helps us grow the show. Yippee-ki-yay, right, fellas? <laughs> yes. Great line. Someone Great has line. to say it, but let's start talking about this movie. A bunch of hacking is going on, and the government eventually gets hacked. Meanwhile, John McClane interrupts his daughter while she's on a date, and he can't seem to understand why she doesn't want to see him or why she still uses his ex-wife's last name. John gets the call to go pick up Justin Long. I'm sure there's an Apple, I'm an Apple commercial joke in there somewhere, <laughs> but someone is trying to get him to blow up, but fails because John shows up. After some John between each other, people start trying to shoot them both, and we get our first gunfight. He shoots a fire extinguisher, and due to a falling toy, blows up the entire building, and the duo escapes. James, this is the setup. Tell us about this world and these characters that we are about to go for a ride on. Yeah, well, I, I think... <laughs> Yeah, the stuff when they have uh, McLean interrupt his daughter's date, you know where this is going. Number one, uh, this is feeding the red meat to any diehard fan crowd, basically the stuff. They get it right out the way that he has this tumultuous relationship with his daughter 
and um, that she doesn't use her last name the way his wife didn't use her last name in the first Die Hard. Mm -hmm. uh, they're estranged, but not because he's a bad father, quote unquote. It's just because he's so dedicated to his job and saving the world that there's a price to pay, right? So right away, this puts us on his side, obviously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're already there. but And then there's some funny banter with the boyfriend, not boyfriend guy. This is good stuff. But it mm -hmm. makes you sentimental towards him. Because like I said, a daughter's not given a time of day, and we know he's a hero. Mm -hmm. Right. And they go, they jump straight to it. In most movies, you know, I think they blow up some hackers in the first, you know, yeah, three minutes. I I mean, they didn't even I mean, look, don't take a bathroom break, you know, no. when this thing's <laughs> on like they're already killing people. And the thing is, I love how they ignore the, the rules of three because I'm thinking, OK, to kill these hackers are going to kill one more hacker and then they'll get to Justin Long. They're like, no, we're going straight to Justin Long after that. Um, right. And it's just good. I, I think that sequence in the house, whenever I think of the trailer from uh, Live Free or Die Hard, I always think of that whole action sequence when he goes to his apartment and fighting those guys in the apartment with the guns and the snipers and all that stuff. And with that quintessential scene when he throws the fire extinguisher and it blows up like C4, which I'm still right. curious. It does. That, can that happen? Right? I have a we'll feeling no, out. but I have a <laughs> feeling no, but uh, let's try it. Yeah. It works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I just love that. And 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 just to, to close that out, the thing is with this movie, you learn in the first 15, 15, 20 minutes that it's not like the other diehard films in a sense where it's it's almost like McClane. It's almost like he's a superhero. I mean, people are getting blown to walls and still getting back oh, up yeah. and people bouncing off of, you know, buildings and, you know, you know, like, oh, OK, it's just a broken ankle. I can still run. You know, right. it, it's it, it's it's like almost like a superhero movie. Almost. It's it's so it's defying all the laws of gravity and human ability in these first 20 minutes to let you know what kind of movie we're in for. Yeah, it's uh, you, you make a lot of good points there. He's almost like a Wolverine in the sense that, yeah, he's just going to take a beating and keep on ticking. Uh, now, Andy, I want to ask you, because we talk about uh, J James hit on something very cool here about how just like his ex-wife in previous movies goes by her last name. So does his daughter. And not to give away the movie, but a lot of this hinges on the fact that John McClane needs to save his daughter, similar to in previous movies, he has to save his wife, etc. Do you like that there's sort of what I would call like echoes of previous movies in these sequels? Or do you think that's just too, like, derivative and repetitive and they need to figure something else oh, out. How do you I think feel about you, those I think you need to have some of that or it's not Die Hard. If if they didn't have any of that, it would just be another action movie with Bruce Willis, which I'm sure there's thousands out there <laughs> that he's done. So having like the relationship with the daughter, I can't believe the boyfriend got out of there kind of scot-free. I was waiting for him to make like an appearance later and Bruce just wailing on him, but uh, <laughs> we never get to see that. Um, yeah. I do like, I feel like this is like, Jack, you mentioned the net like a few weeks back. Like yeah. this reminds me of like, this is like the end of that era of the hacker movies. Cause like I, I loved it because they talk about hacking and every time you can't really make hacking look cool. It's always just like music. And then they're like on a, on a, a keyboard typing really fast. I'm like, Oh, he must be good. And I think Justin <laughs> Long is like a great character for that. But I think it's funny. Like, that you put Bruce Willis in this world because I know nothing about hacking. So like to put Bruce Willis, who's like, uh, you know, me or us, the audience, you're kind of like, oh, he's figuring it out too. I, I'm, I don't feel so stupid now because 
uh, John McClain feels the same way. I don't know about hacking, but I felt I feel like they really took all that hacking that was going on in like the 90s. And this I feel like this had to be one of the last movies that like hacking was kind of like the main thing because um, they really went all in for it. And I do need to talk about one more character. So Justin Long, I thought was great. And this John McClane was great. The daughter was great. But I called this guy evil Chris Martin, the sharpshooter guy. Do you remember this guy? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> so he he's an actor in uh, one of my favorite movies, which we have to do maybe next season, District B-13. It's a French movie. And yeah, it's the, I know. The, oh, you know it? I've the seen it. Yeah, it's parkour. great. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's that guy and the guy, David Bell, who's like the creator of like parkour. And it's just that the whole time. They're just like running around. <laughs> like I think Bruce nice. Willis calls him later like a hamster or something like that. But anyways, that guy was great. <laughs> I just kept calling him Evil Chris Martin. Evil Chris um, Martin. I was wondering if he was if he was the guy from District B-13 because he was because uh, oh, yeah. he obviously did the parkour thing but parkour was big during this time district b13 yeah, by the way anyone listening to watching a fun action movie on its own right it's like one of those he has to sneak in there and get get someone out stories if I remember i've never that. heard of this movie is this uh yeah. is a foreign film it's a french movie i think french movie yeah. okay and yeah and crazy enough the director of that is the same director as taken what we're talking about next week oh interesting, interesting. Mm, so nice. i want to I, I do want to talk oh. about these exploding computers though because uh, it's funny for all the things that happened. Yeah. The thing that took me out of this the most is that this super elite group of terrorists thought the most efficient way of getting rid of these hackers is to sneak into their house, apply C4 to the back of their computer, wire it in with a program so that it interacts with the key presses of their keyboard and then remotely install a virus just before they activate it. As opposed to just shooting them. <laughs> there was a lot of that going on. I have a lot of questions about just shooting people, but we'll, we'll get to that. Right, like why? Like what? It seems like that'd be so difficult to set up for all these people. And it's not like yeah. it's like it's not like people would go, oh, well, they blew up. So no one's going to ask questions. People are going to ask more questions Way about more. all these buildings blowing up than if someone's, oh, man, someone shot that guy. I must have robbed his apartment or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is this seemed like the most over elaborate way to get rid of a bunch of dorks that you could ever do it. Cause also it's not like they have to be sneaky. It's not like these guys are all military, like tough guys to shoot and kill. You gotta be sneaky. Like they're all just sitting in their house. Just go in yeah. and kill them. Yeah. Sitting ducks. I mean, that is a good point <laughs> because then, I mean, the guys are doing trip. So when the guys are going to kill Justin Long did triple the work, they set up the C4, the thing didn't go off and then they're like, oh, well, let's just go in and do it ourselves. But they could have just did it themselves to begin with. We could have had it could have been a short film. Yeah. Once again, it could have been a seven minute movie. McLean goes back to Camden or, you know, Rutgers, wherever his daughter is and gets her, you know, some some White Castle and yeah. asks for <laughs> to make up. Um yeah, I, see, I didn't know that. Maybe that's maybe one of the moments I fell asleep at. God bless me. I'll fall asleep during good movies. So, but I mean, if it's what late are you at night, saying I'm about sleeping. this one? <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, here's the thing, though. I I missed that part. I thought that whatever virus they put in the computer is was just blowing it up. Are you saying they literally had to go also put C4 in someone's yeah. house then do the virus? That that's a little yeah. much, right? Yeah, I mean, C4 something on the falls. back of the. Yeah, C four on the back, and it has to computer. wait till you push a button. 
right? Yeah, yeah. the delete button, yeah. the delete yeah. button. And then there's that moment when, you know, his little, his tchotchke or his yeah. action figure, like, you know, it yeah. falls slow motion, right. John Woo style, yeah. right yeah. on the delete button, of course. right? Because we all know, we all always want to avoid that for something from our, a ledge of our, you know, our bookshelf to fall right on the delete button of our laptop. You mm -hmm. know, don't you hate it when that happens? Mm -hmm. Right, and then blows up my house. Happens <laughs> once a year. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Be careful today. Yeah, yeah that was the your one, delete button. That was the uh, one thing in this movie that made me go, that's not realistic. Come on. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that kind of tickled me that I thought was funny uh, before we move on is, so they in the government agency, they're talking about how someone hacked into them and was able to do all this stuff. And they say, hey, we need to get everyone in to fix this. And like, but it's a holiday weekend. Like, <laughs> the, the government's under attack. Your barbecue can wait. Yeah. Like, what are you do? What are you talking about? It's, it's 4th weekend. of July. I've got plans. My in-laws are flying in. <laughs> like how incompetent is I love movies like this because <laughs> government agencies are always just the most incompetent bunch of bozos yeah. you're ever going to come across. And these guys. And just another that. thing, how is it that they know all the hackers to go to? Like, I, I thought hacking was like more clandestine. Like, yes, we need to get the the three hundred hackers that are possible around this country and fly them. You know, get them here to DC. Yeah. I, I don't know. I thought that was a little much. Like, how do you know who's all specifically a hacker? Yeah, they can't um, be that good yeah. at being a hacker. Yeah, if everyone knows who you are. <laughs> You're clearly not a very good hacker. Step one: be mysterious. Right. Yeah. Step two, be mysterious. Uh, so now John McClane and Justin Long are trying to figure out why people are trying to kill Justin Long. And Justin Long sounds like the most talkative person on your Facebook feed, letting us know that the news is crazy as all the traffic lights turn green. The government says we're under attack and they evacuate everything as things get worse. Now they're turning off the stock market and they cap off the attack with a video of all the presidents cut together like a ransom note saying they're going to fire sale the country. Take down everything and everything must go. Uh, Andy, I want to start with you. This is where we start to see who Timothy Oliphant, the guy who's going to be our yeah. villain. Uh, how do you think he did as a villain in this movie? First of all, Dreamboat, number oh, one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great, great villain. Um, the video was was very menacing, and it made me think of how old the movie was because we saw no Barack Obama in there. I kept waiting for a Obama a cameo, mm -hmm. but uh, check the date, 2007. Barack wasn't president yet. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I thought that was like an interesting way to do it, which at the time was probably a really cool, clever edit. But I think since then they've done that on like the Jimmy Kimmel show and Jimmy yeah. Fallon and stuff. So I was like, yeah, okay, I've seen this before, but yeah, I, th I think it, it did a good job of like, you know, like I said, the hacking, it's hard to make hacking look cool. It's just really fast typing. So mm -hmm. to get like, to meet like our villain and to see what's kind of going on and like this cryptic message I thought was cool. Cause then it's just kind of like, I was, always wondering i'm like how is bruce willis how is john mcclain gonna save the day here yeah so uh, james uh, this is where they tell us sort of what's happening we don't know the full story but they give us that first taste of what this villain is going to do and he, they call it a fire sale because everything must go and he talks about how you start by taking out the transportation and then you take out the financials and you end with the utilities here as far as a, a villainous plan what were you thinking of this? I'll be honest, just to kind of set it up. My thought was, yeah, this sounds terrible, but I don't know what you're going to get out of it. Like, what's the end game here? 
Yeah, I, it's funny you mentioned that, Jack. Yeah, and I didn't really get that either. And I know they were after uh, Justin Long's character because, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. There was something he did hacking wise that, you know, uh, that kept him and Kevin Smith allude to later on in the film. But as compared to like the first Die Hard, which is like a self-contained movie and even mm -hmm. Vengeance, which is in New York um you know all all throughout manhattan and everything those were like very on the nose like okay they're here for money they're mm -hmm. here for you know specifically to you know free some expatriates from their country or something like that right right you know it, it's it's out of the true terrorist playbook timothy how did you did you say oliphant oliphant uh, yeah i don't know Olifant. i just like the way you pronounce it i don't know if that's <laughs> right but i just like the way you pronounced it Oliphant. Oliphant. He's Oliphant. an Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> like I yeah. said, he's got that look. He, you know, he's a decent looking guy, but he's, you know, he's sneaky. You know, he's up to no good, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So and I mean, he's pretty hardcore. But let's not forget about the other bad guy, which to me was more menacing and scares Maggie Q. I yes. mean, she was the one putting in work. Too. You know, yeah, she for just most came of the up movie. and just start shooting people. Yeah, and then like, all the guys sudden... like, "Hey, hey, you can't, you can't park your helicopter here." She's like, "Boom!" I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's just trying to do his job, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then you find out not not only is she a hacker, she knows you know kung fu or you know or martial arts, and I mean she's just like a real badass. So, but yeah, once again for the hackers, it, it, I guess they just wanted to create chaos. I guess, but it it, it doesn't seem. Uh, so specified that you can attach to all you know is that bruce willis needs to save this hacker from being killed that's really all i know at yeah, that point. yeah i was I, I, kind of in the same boat yeah I, I just kind of was like okay there seems like some hacking stuff going on i don't really know what they want but uh i know john mcclain's gonna get in there somehow or why they want it right but I was well, like, so the why but i kind of right? like was like who cares <laughs> yeah, yeah right i just yeah. let's just see it let's see what happens Throughout this, and more of it will, will come into play, but throughout this, I kept thinking like, okay, so you shut down traffic, that sucks, but wouldn't everyone just stay home and stay off of traffic for a little bit? And then I remember how 2020 went, and I learned that, yeah, it would be a total madhouse if traffic went down and no one would get out of anyone's way. Timothy Oliphant, by the way, oh, okay. voice, great voice. Yeah, it has a it has a good menacing voice too. The very like, opposite of Justin Long's kind of squeaky voice. <laughs> right. I love when Justin Long says he's hungry and wants Arby's. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was like a perfect way to describe his character. <laughs> I wonder how much of the lines he was greasing, like what yeah. was in the script and what wasn't, because he has such great he's comedic good. timing he in does, the script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's the perfect opposite of John McClane. Yeah, this entire movie. Perfect perfect partner like twofer in a film where you always want to put like opposites together it's perfect because mm -hmm, like yeah. i said mcclain's this old school grizzled tough guy and you know justin long yeah. is justin long it's, uh, uh, it's perfect and, and they play off each other very well the looks mm -hmm. that uh, bruce willis gives justin long throughout the movie is just perfect like uh this guy long to, to your point james uh long eventually admits he used to help put this program together though unknowingly uh but does know the girl's voice on the police scanner so john mcclain picks a fight with a helicopter and using a fire hydrant a tunnel and his car he's able <laughs> to actually take out the helicopter the best. Me 
meanwhile, the bad guys sneak into the evacuated NDA building and the bad guy girl gets in a fake FBI helicopter of her own while the White House sends the classic other agency guys to help run the operation for the good guys, but as always, just end up getting in the way. Uh, so, Andy, you I, I heard you. The helicopter fight scene. He launches a, a, a car oh at the helicopter. God. Again, takeout is this realistic. This, this was awesome, wasn't it? This scene is my favorite. And well, there's another one that's similar to this later on, yes. but this one this is so good. For one, he's in the his uh the police car, I think at the time, right? And he's muttering to himself, Oh, John, you really did it this time. They say come out of retirement. Now you gotta do. And I just love that. I just love yeah. him talking to himself. And then you're like, What is he gonna do? And then the car flies up, hits the helicopter, and then he says, I was all out of bullets. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he said that. So good. I was out of bullets. So good. Uh, I was out of bullets. Man. I was out of bullets. It's like, also, I love that part where they were still in the tunnel and like the one car like is flipping through the air. Yeah. And they yeah. Suck, but the two other cars are side by side. So it hits the other. That's cars. an iconic uh, scene or shot. Yeah. From, that, the, from the trailer and everything. That whole too. part, a great I felt scene. like. I, I felt like sorry to interrupt. I, I I felt like that was like that could have been like the end scene of most action films. Like to have yeah. that like pretty front loaded was pretty awesome because you're kind of like they're gonna like top that. A car yeah. just flew and hit a helicopter. They're gonna top that. Man, yeah, they oh, are. And, and boy, they boy, how do you do that? Uh, James, I want to go back to the whole idea of echoes from old movies because there's a couple of those here. Uh, the the thing Andy talked about where he's like, oh, you really did it now, John. Really reminds me of that first Die Hard where he's in the um, in the vent saying, "Yeah, in the come, air vent. Come out and pl- you know, come out for the holidays, have a few laughs." But also, <laughs> time. the two guys <laughs> oh, that come from the other agency and get in the way, also from the first movie, uh, the FBI guys that show up halfway through Die Hard One. Uh, it's kind of more of these these echoes and things like that. Are you a fan mm-hmm. of the echo of old movies? No, I, I am. And and like I said, I think a movie like this, because I mean, we're looking in hindsight, I think they did a fifth installment shortly after this one, right? I because this one was so good. I didn't see that one either. Yeah. And I know it got kind of hammered by the yeah. critics and stuff like that. But before this version, it had been years since the third one. So this was like a big deal. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we haven't seen a sequel to this franchise in, you know, I don't know, 12, 10, 10 plus years or so. So at that point, first of all, it's like IP. You have to, you know, it'd be like if they come out with another Iron Man movie five years from now, right? We want all the great liners. We want RDJ to come back. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to RDJ again. I feel like we do that. I do that every other episode. But crush um, alert. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> please. I'm holding back. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> it's fair. But uh, yeah, you have to feed the people the red meat. You have to. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what people are coming there for. At least half the audiences or audiences. If we go, we're bringing our girlfriends or wives with us. There's a chance they may or may not have even seen the other ones. Right. So, um, you know, or we made them watch the old ones leading up to this. Right. You know, that beauty. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you haven't seen the, this series. OK, we need to watch all these. Um, but it's good. And I just want to say there's another part. That's distinct to me. I'll be honest. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is when Justin Long is speaking to, you know, 
Diana or Siri or whatever that thing is in the car. Oh, yeah. And he's negotiating with her to turn the car on. I think this happens so shortly after the helicopter yeah, it's, scene. It, it happens right. um, in a little bit, yeah. Oh, it does. Okay, so I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. But I love, that's probably my favorite yeah. scene in the movie. Yeah. Perfect uh, John McClane looking at this this little, you know, snob kid and being, being you know, like, oh my God. And then like also being impressed with him at the same time. My dad. Like, my dad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, the fact that it works is great. Uh, I, yeah. I guess I want to wrap up this last part by saying I think what really was powerful for me about this uh, this scene in the tunnel and them launching mm -hmm. the helicopter is it kind of sets the stage of this bad guy can control everything, but John McClane is literally going to throw everything he has at every single situation that gets put in front of him. He's not going to hold back. He's not going to worry about collateral damage. He is there to just wreak havoc. And it's kind of this unstoppable force and movable object thing of two, these two things going at each other and neither of them is going to hold back. And to me, that set the stage in a lot of ways for the action of this movie, because as we see throughout this movie, there is no, basically it's like he tries to take out ants with a sledgehammer. You know what I mean? Like he's just <laughs> given everything he has at every single situation, which makes it fun. But the bad guys take over the news and they blow up a fake White House. So the boys steal a car by pretending they're having heart attacks and head to West Virginia. <laughs> they get to the utilities building to do what they're best at. And that's making dated references and fighting. And they're all out of references. <laughs> the, the bad guy girl and John McClane duke it out and she wins at first. Then McClane drives through the longest office ever built and sends her down an elevator. They use camera phones to figure out who the bad guy is. And apparently he tried to warn the USA this could happen. And we didn't listen. So he decided to show them. Uh, Timothy tries to blow them up before turning the power off of the west side of the country. Uh, so, James, this is that scene you're talking about. That scene where they uh, they they trick. Uh, what were those called? Those used to be really popular. Do they still have those in cars anymore? The The people that talk to you? Um, I don't I'm, know if they still do. Um, they is it might. OnStar? Is it OnStar? On Maybe it's like OnStar for thing. like Tesla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But not for us regular people. <laughs> yeah, not us regular <laughs> yeah. folks. Andy, as we're talking about this, uh, so I, the, this is another part that kind of got me going. <laughs> the, the the shooting cars did not get me to pull the this isn't realistic button uh, lever, but. They drove all the way to West Virginia. That's like an eight-hour drive from New York. And I was thinking, John, poor John McClane. By the way, his day start or his part in the movie started at 3 a.m. So he'd already yeah. probably been up all night. Yeah. Then he was up all day. Now driving eight hours to West Virginia. At no point does he ever take a break. It seems like he's up for like four days over the course of this movie. Yeah. And yeah, has to drive to West Virginia. That, and with, for some with reason, that got Justin. me. And with Justin Long this whole time, because later when he gets Justin Long has the idea of like, can't we just road trip it? And Bruce Willis decides to drive the helicopter later. And I think that's yeah. a result of this. He's like, I don't want to do another road trip with this pipsqueak. But uh, I, I got to talk about that that scene with Maggie Q in that elevator shaft. It's just so cool. I yeah. mean, just like I think like we, we talked about in the beginning, they just were just like, let's just see what we can do here. Hey, I have this idea of like, I don't know. She falls down an elevator shaft and then pulls them back in, and then there's explosions everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. 
and it's just is is great like just we already talked about how much of a badass she was i'm surprised she died as quickly as she did i thought she was going to be there until the end and then bruce willis says like an iconic line enough of this kung fu shit <laughs> yeah just shoots her between the eyes or something because yeah. he can't uh and it's funny you say i i thought with that whole elevator shaft scene it reminded me of like a horror movie trope like she just yeah. wouldn't die i mean he mm -hmm. he rammed a suv <laughs> You know, he's pushing at least 70 miles an right. hour and he still couldn't kill her. No, they didn't yeah. crush her legs, nothing. And she no. just wouldn't die. Gun even falls in next to her at the very end. But, you know, he just grabs the uh, the, the elevator rope just in time as she falls to her demise and you show her face. What a badass. I was shocked, though, as you said, Andy, that they would get rid of her that quick. But, you know, like I said, I think Lynn Wiseman was like, you know, he's like, uh, what's the budget of this film? And they're like, well, you know, it could be it could be 50 million or it could go all the way up to 150 million. He says, hold my beer. Uh, <laughs> we're going 150. because I mean, he's throwing a kitchen sink just in case someone decides that they've had, you know, you know, just in case someone figures out that they left their, you know, their their the gas on at the stove and they can't see the whole film. They speaking feel like of gas. <laughs> so speaking of gas, I mean, as, as they kill Maggie Q, I mean, what a way to really. Why would you rile up Timothy Oliphant like that? You see, this guy's dangerous. He's like, yeah. "Oh yeah, your girl's dead. That's yeah. right. Suck it, buddy." And he's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." Here comes some gas. Lots That's of the it. beauty of John McClane, though. He doesn't care. He wants the fight. And like I said a second ago, he could have just gone back in there with his gun and shot her. But no, he's like, I'm going to literally ram an SUV down her throat and <laughs> then says, shove he her says, down an elevator shaft and then drop the car on top of Doesn't her. he say... His, uh, she has an SUV shoved up her ass. I think that's what he said. I think he does say that. Yeah, but he, I don't think he could have shot her. I, I honestly don't. I think for she him, lives. he would have tried to come point blank, and she would have dislodged the gun and like, yeah. you know, ripped his throat out or something like that. So he knew yeah, his some, only chance was to ram, people, like I said, a two-ton vehicle in, into her, and still didn't her do that. And, her and evil uh, Chris Martin. You can't just shoot them because no. they're just like indestructible humans. Well, that was uh, something I noticed, too, that I, I don't think I've seen in movies is you actually saw him like punch her and beat her up. And there's other movies where guys and girls fight. But I noticed they always cut away from the guy actually hitting them. But this one pulled no punches. He like when they fought, wow. they really fought like they were going it's funny at it. You mentioned that. It's funny uh, you mentioned that, Jack. I noticed that first. Remember in the first okay. 20s 10 seconds of them fighting they would cut away from when he was punching her but at a certain point yeah. they just let the camera fly and you're yeah. seeing everything I, it's funny you mentioned that i was thinking the same thing because yeah know. even in, in movies like i know the original deadpool they had a, a female villain and they got into a fight but yeah it, it would always like like i said kind of cut so you don't see him, them actually like connect but yeah this one they were just like boom <laughs> well it's weird boom, too boom. because you obviously like are like you know you don't want to hit a hit a girl i suppose but when she's coming at you like a lunatic bruce willis he's got to do something because later yeah. you see the guys that hit his daughter and you know you're like oh but like this you're kind of like get her mclean yeah <laughs> well yeah, no, yeah no, like, i fine. don't want to punch her so i'm gonna run her over with an suv <laughs> And shove her down an elevator shaft and drop an SUV on her, <sighs> just to make sure. My God. And then the and then it blows up. By the way, on her, the, yeah. the, the SUV blows up. I was hoping she would come back from that still, <laughs> like just kind of charred. 
but still like has the gun in her hand. <laughs> like, like the Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, much as you alluded to, Andy, uh, McLean and Long get on a helicopter and guests fly their way to Warlock's house. Yeah. Kevin Smith has a command center and they find out something weird is going on at the Social Security Administration. And it's not disappearing benefits. It's something serious. The bad guys find McLean's daughter and she's stuck in an elevator. So she gets taken hostage and they kill the remaining programmers. They don't need this is as we always talk about that moment that uh, all hope is lost kind of moment The the bad guys got the utilities. They've got all the money. They've got the daughter. Um, but Andy, at this point, they mentioned the social security. I couldn't help but feel like they had a bingo card with all the government agencies on it, and they were trying to see how many they could name drop before the end of this movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, that, that and the, like we talked about before, the the I don't know why the thing made me laugh where they take the helicopter to go to Warlocks, and I think it was exactly. I didn't think about it till you alluded to it, but it's like they just went on this long road trip, and then like Bruce Willis, I think, was just like, you know what. I can't be in the car with this kid this much longer. <laughs> hey, kid, we're going to take the helicopter. Because as you see, Bruce, uh, John McClane doesn't really know how to drive a helicopter. Kind of <laughs> does. Um, but I think one of the best cameos, uh, you know, is is Kevin Smith as as the warlock. What's his real name, though? Fred? Freddie? Fred, Fred something, yeah. He lives in the basement with his mom. His <laughs> mom. Like, he he yeah. calls it his command center. And Bruce Willis <laughs> is like, command center? This is a basement. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I thought it was a good move, too, because he mentions the CB radio. And it, it's just yeah. like, I love like moments in film where you're kind of like, why did they bring that up? And you're like, maybe that's going to be something later. And mm -hmm. I think uh, a good foreshadowing event. But um, the one thing I do have a problem with in this movie is we're in the elevator with the daughter. Why can't Bruce Willis or John McClane, why can't John McClane just call his daughter? He's seeing all this go down. Can he just call her and be like, she picks up and goes, hey, honey, hang up on that guy. That's I'm true. Just, I'm just uh, the whole time I was just like, just call her. I probably would have noticed that if I wasn't too busy thinking about how ripe those guys must have been smelling on day four of all this fighting and action without any stop. You know those guys stunk. I bet they came in that house, and I bet Warlock was like, dude, guys, come on. What is this? And if Warlock's saying that. Yeah, I was going to say, the guy you know named Warlock living yeah. in his basement. <laughs> to be fair, Warlock looked like he had his hygiene taken he care did, of. Yeah. He did, yeah. He did. <laughs> He did. He looked just a little too seasoned to be living in the basement. I, and maybe because it's Kevin Season. Smith, he's got the beard. I mean, but you buy it. But it's like, damn, like yeah. what decisions? I mean, it's supposed to, I don't know, man. It's And, and a, a shout out to a, a Tusk reference. I, I didn't realize all three of these people in a scene work together in separate films after this. Hmm. Uh, but there's a movie that Justin Long did with Kevin Smith called Tusk. Mm -hmm. I can't recommend it. It's a very disturbing movie. Yeah. But it's one you will never it forget. Looks, it looks gross. Yeah. I, I can't recommend it. But yeah, it's I cannot recommend it. But yeah, um, yeah it, it's just funny. And I think Bruce Willis worked with Kevin Smith. He directed another movie of his called Cop Out or mm -hmm. or something a few years later. Mm -hmm. So oh, right, yeah. They was did. it Cop Out? Yeah, I it was with Tracy Morgan. Yeah, you heard. Yeah, I always thought about I thought about that as I watched this scene. Like, you know, they probably had such a great time in this, but afterwards, it, you know, it wasn't so uh, rosy afterwards. Well, we get to the end here. Uh, it's revealed that all of America's financial data is downloaded as a backup to one place, and that's where everyone's headed. 
The final showdown starts happening and all sorts of killing begins. A guy falls into a super cold paper shredder. John McClane jacks a large truck to chase down Timothy. And then the most epic scene in the history of cinema, when they send a jet after McClane, they destroy a lot of freeway, but it was all in good fun, especially when he rides a crashing jet's tail to safety while surfing. Yep. down to the ground uh the bad guys and the good guys all get together at a warehouse and fight it out john says the magic words yippee kai yay and then shoots through himself to kill the bad guy and the government shows up to save them finding him by tracking him because this time it's okay for them to spy on you happy ending no lessons learned uh <laughs> so this this is what really this was the this is what got me and this was the the biggest negative i had on this villain is it turns out he's after just money. He wants mm -hmm. the money. Uh, he wants the government to pay him the money. And what I this was another echo, by the way, because every other terrorist in all the other movies, it's always comes down to money. In all the other diehards, it always comes down to money, which is cool. But I was thinking, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, I can't remember what his character's name, Thomas Gabriel. He yeah. uh he had access. He could have given himself as much money as he wanted. He didn't need to be paid. So yeah. that to mm -hmm. me felt like I don't really get what your point was here. That's the end of the movie. Uh, James, we'll have you start. We wrap it all up. Uh, how do you feel this last, these last scenes went? Yeah, I mean, they went. I mean, <laughs> you said McLean is riding a, 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 a jet, like a jet ski. Surfing it, yeah. Yeah, he's surfing. Surfing he's, on a jet. The John he's McLean longboard wave. surfing a jet. Period. Yes. And, and <laughs> do you think he can't do this? He's John McClane. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> well, like I said, that's just so fascinating about this one compared to the others, which are, yeah. you know, everyone can't do what he does in the first Die Hard or the first three, but they're still somewhat rooted in some, some reality. Like you can be like, oh, yeah, that's possible. This one, Lynn Wiseman's like, yeah, we've seen that before. We're going to turn you into like a superhero. So he's, yeah. like I said, he's defying, like, like not even a jet can kill him. Explosives can't kill McClain. Uh, his ex-wife can't kill him. It's, you know. and I think it's a great commercial for that truck. That truck is <laughs> shot up by missiles and bullets and explosions and stuff just on the street. And it keeps going. I'm just like, this truck is... <laughs> I'm buying one of those. Yeah. Unstoppable. <laughs> I yeah. love how too he like he's getting shot at with missiles and machine guns, and he's like, "Is that all you got?" <laughs> he just keeps on going. I don't know where he was going at this point. He's going up this yeah. long ramp. Yeah. Where yeah. is he? Where is he trying to go? <laughs> but <laughs> I, I don't care how ridiculous it is. I yeah. loved it. I thought that was fantastic. I was all on board with it. Yeah, yeah. The, there is one great line. I, I got to give Justin Long this one when they when they find Justin Long and the like the his tufts, um, Timothy Oliphant's tufts. Which which yeah. going back really <laughs> quick, tufts, <laughs> the tough guys. Um, <laughs> going back, like you said, Timothy Oliphant, Thomas Gabriel didn't need any of these guys. He could have just hacked into the system, got money himself. But anyway, he's got all these guys. So yeah. they catch Justin Long, and he goes. The guy goes. We got a problem. And Justin Long says, actually, no problem. I just got off on the wrong floor. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. And you said another thing, too. I got to go back really quick to the Maggie Q thing. 
Justin Long's so funny because when she ties him, he's like, I'm a righty. I'm a righty. I, I mean it. I'm really a righty, you know, and then she like unties me. See, righty. I'm a righty. And I was like, it's just so wistfully banter. And the thing that trips me off at the end, and I'm like, okay, he's doing the trope we see in all movies. The guy points a gun at him and he's like, okay, I'll do it. And then there's always, he keeps saying like what he won't do or he doesn't do something. The gun keeps getting pointed at him at different times and make yeah. him go a step further to press the right buttons. And I just think it's funny. And I think, I mean, one point they're going to shoot his kneecap which we don't that's too gruesome but eventually he does get shot in the leg right mm -hmm. yeah. you know after all that back and forth you know with timothy elephant <laughs> and um you know i don't know I, like i said you check your brain at the door at this movie i mean even at one point uh Gennaro, uh hyphen mclean uh daughter says like oh does Justin Long think I'm hot or does he <laughs> yeah. like me? And I was like, really? Okay. All right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah, there was, um, I, I didn't like the daughter. Like she's so mean to him at the, not so mean, but she's mean to him at the beginning. She she's is. like, You're if right. I want to talk to you, I'll reach out to you. Yeah. And then after she gets saved, she's like, I knew you'd come for me. You brat. <laughs> and she <laughs> says, and she said her name today was McLean today. Yeah. What a just what so a happens jerk. on the day your dad is saving your life. What a jerk. What a selfish jerk. You know, she and I was kind of curious about that. Like uh, we talked about earlier, there were so many times you get to shoot the person. But Thomas Gabriel, why didn't he just shoot her? Like, what did he need her for? Would it, I, like A bargaining every... chip, right? Didn't yeah, McLean sell that to him? Because he's really afraid of McLean and his uh, Neanderthal uh, protections yeah. or something. Yeah, I just I felt know. like he probably could have just got rid of her. <laughs> At the end of the Still movie, they definitely kept people around longer than they needed to. Yeah, uh, I, I was gonna say that was a that was something I wasn't super happy with. Is uh, he was Tom, Thomas Gabriel is kind of a a, a wimp. He's kind of a punk. Like mm -hmm. like the way he the way he got taken out. Like it's kind of cool that John McClane was so tough. He shot through himself. But yeah, that was, that was cool. it. That was yeah. it for Timothy Oliphant. That yeah, was, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you look at the way other guys died. It, like, well, yeah. yeah, the one that he, Bruce Willis calls the hamster. He's like, yeah. stay still, you goddamn hamster, <laughs> moving around like Spider-Man. And then he falls through that. <laughs> what, what, the, yeah. what was that? Like some I call kind it of turbine? a paper shredder. I don't know yeah, why he you said a cold paper shredder. Cold yeah. paper he called it a cold paper shredder. <laughs> I mean, cold. that guy. <laughs> what else would it be? Why would you have that there with like no guardrails above it? By <laughs> a lot point. of documents. It's, it's just like the the, the, the water well in 300. Right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's no. <laughs> you guys notice you have this really cold, dangerous, spiky Paper shredder here? Yeah, yeah, it's been here. It was here when we moved in, so we just figured. <laughs> We're going to replace it eventually. We haven't gotten around to it. Uh, but every good action movie, you need to have the uh, the poetic death of the villain, right? Mm -hmm. Like in the first Die Hard we keep referencing, he didn't just kill Hans Gruber. He didn't just shoot him. He fell off the top of Nakatomi Tower and mm -hmm. all the way. Like, you know, you have something like that happen. You got to have that thing that's like, this is the big thing like terminator 2 the t-1000 goes into the lava pit like you have to have some big thing where this is like oh he got shot mm -hmm. and that was yeah, it it wasn't iconic i mean the maggie q death was more like thrilling yeah. right but that happens yeah. like i said i mean probably halfway into the film uh but that's a good point with the other one i can't remember what happened with the guy in, in die hard with the vengeance but i'm sure it was memorable because this dude was a a great bad guy a great foil uh, he was, if I remember right, he was in a helicopter and John McClane shot a power line or something and it hit him. Mm, like, okay. Something like that. Okay. Something like that happened. Yeah. Yeah. He was getting uh, away, right? At that point yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Some, mm -hmm. some, some along those lines. I can't yeah. remember exactly. But yeah. Yeah. You need something big. Like mm -hmm. he was just shot. 
at the end of the day, he just got shot and that was it. And, it was, and maybe yeah. in the shoulder. I mean, yeah, maybe just like, right above the shoulder for all we know is a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah. Like he should have been like buried in a pile of computer equipment or something. Yeah. I don't know. Or like, something yeah, that- shoved like a USB drive down his throat. <laughs> Yeah, something, some, something that right? makes him like, oh, put you, a mouse you, up his butt. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> computer not, mouse, computer mouse, not, not computer, computer mouse. mouse. <laughs> Different film. Different the other film. guy was gerbil. You're a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Like, John McClane, how come every time you arrest someone, we find him with a rodent up there? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like a thing he does. Oh, <laughs> to god. all of them. Uh, Goodness. So, uh, so I said, I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on this, but I thought this was just a really fun movie. Again, check your brain at the door and just go along for the ride. Uh, and if you do that, I think this is just a great, fun movie. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like, you know, because it's a, a daddy-daughter kind of movie, but it's definitely like, this is a daddy-son movie. This is a movie, yeah. you go with your dad, you guys haven't, haven't talked in a while. Hey, dad, let's go watch the John McClane movie. You're just going to see explosions. <laughs> the plot is, I don't even really, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I know there was a lot of cool stunts and explosions. And I love the last thing he says at the end, Bruce Willis, this goes hospital. So yeah. That's the end. And then the QCCR. And oh, I'm like, I was, perfect. I was yeah, going to say, so, by yeah. the way, yeah, he says hospital. Yeah. You're in an ambulance. That's where they go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're not so about to take you to in and out. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, can you take me back to my place? No, it's yeah. an ambulance. That's what we <laughs> okay. do. Oh, and one more final thing, James, before you get to your point, yeah. I like how at the end he talks to Justin Long and he's like, how you doing? And I was thinking Justin Long's probably like, well, I have to deal with the horrible night terrors I'm going to have for the rest of my life after this weekend and murdering someone for the first time in my life. But yeah, I'm doing okay other than that. Besides that. <laughs> he seemed to handle murdering someone and going on this crazy thrill ride pretty yeah, well. He did. But James, any final yeah. thoughts before we get to our uh, our Kevin Bacon? Yeah, no, I, yeah, like I said, once again, it's a check your brain at the door, as you said. And the central relationship, if you didn't know better, like I said, in the first five minutes you think oh you know father daughter film but really the central relationship is between bruce willis and justin long's character um like i say it's almost like he's a not not a son to him but yeah i mean it's it's that's the central relationship in this movie and him and his daughter may arc a bit but i mean it's you know it's basically in the beginning and the end when she gets kidnapped but other than that yeah fun movie you know one of those great bruce willis films I feel like if if the son if a son was kidnapped, we'd all be like, "Well, he's on his own, man. Just deal yeah, with good it. luck. Yeah. Walk it off, kid." Is he above eighteen? All right. Yeah, it's well, not my. Problem. Yeah, not my problem. I, I put in my work already. Yeah, not my legal obligation. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, well, let's uh, let's get to the uh, the Kevin Bacon uh, Andy. Do we have a Kevin Bacon for this one? <laughs> oh yeah, we got Bruce Willis, who's in this movie. I don't know if you remember, he played John McClane. He was in a movie called 12 Monkeys, which uh, earned Academy Award uh, nominee Brad Pitt in 12 Monkeys. Brad Pitt was also in a movie with Kevin Bacon called oh, Sleepers. Wow. wow. I, I didn't see I that coming. Was, uh, was, wasn't uh, Bruce Willis in a movie with Kevin Bacon? <laughs> was, was that like Apollo 13 or wasn't he in like a movie where? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. That would be too insane. But you wanted you you wanted to but you wanted to go through sleepers. He did. Yeah, I I would love to see Bruce Willis and Kevin Bacon in like a cop like a buddy cop movie or something where they're like old like grizzled like. 
I feel like it would be Bruce Willis versus Kevin Bacon. If they yeah, were Kevin Bacon That's has true. such an energy in certain movies. I don't see those two together, right? But yeah, yeah that yeah. could be. Yeah, maybe they're foils to each other. Yeah, yeah. But because um, who's the funny man in this one? It had to be Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's like a serious dude. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for Footloose. I, I think yeah, he's better as a villain. I, I just like Kevin Bacon as a villain. I think he's yeah, he's a, a great villain. villain. Yeah, yeah. he's a great villain. So speaking of great villains, uh, 2008, Andy, you kind of gave it away a little bit ago, but our next movie, what are we doing? Who's who's the villain? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to segue. Well, here. it's it's <laughs> interesting because we just did a movie about a father saving his daughter. So I said, hey, you know, let's do it again. Let's check out Taken. Taken is such a good movie i feel like that was a movie that took everyone by surprise with how good it was and really reignited um uh, liam. liam neeson's career and now he's now like an action star because of that movie and now people are naming their children after liam neeson yes they are that a boy that my namesake my son's namesake that's why i love you picked this film i didn't yeah. name it after liam neeson but sure. Yeah, it was the guy from uh, Oasis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> then you see the pictures of the guy from Ola Oasis, Liam Neeson, Liam Hemsworth, yes. in my there son's room. But yes, yeah. I love the name Liam and the Holy as Trinity, you said, of Liams. the Trinity of Liams, right? <laughs> but yes, as you said, this movie—you talk about a movie to get straight to the point and doesn't waste anyone's time. I mean, it's probably less than an hour and a half. I feel like so. You know, great yeah. pick. Um, and of course, yeah. we'll talk about it more in the next episode. Yeah. But how about 2009, James? What are we watching for the 2009 episode in two weeks? <laughs> well, like I said, you pick these iconic people from the past and the present. You know, you've got Bruce Willis. He picked uh, Andy picked Liam Neeson. I said, hold my beer. <laughs> and I picked Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think if he had a middle name, but uh, Nicholas, Nick, by Nick, God, Cage. I think it's Liam. yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Liam Cage. Um, Why is that funny to me? That's I know. All I got to say, I don't even want to tell you what this movie's about. Just watch it. Don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to watch the trailer or anything. I'm just going to don't just watch the film and What's stick with it? it. It's a bad lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Bad, of, bad Lieutenant Colon, Port of Call, New Orleans. Nice. So it's a remake, I believe, from like the 70s with Harvey Keitel. It's about a cop that is unhinged. And that's that's okay. all I got to say. Stop right there. Yeah. 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 I don't want to know anything. <laughs> if if yes. Nicolas Cage is in it, unhinged is implied. <laughs> yeah. They, you don't even need the word in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, and what are you telling me that I don't expect? Yeah. Right. It's like saying Will Ferrell's in it. It's a comedy. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let me just put it to you like this. In this movie, Nick Cage goes full Nick Cage. I can't say that enough. And that's all you got to know. I'm so, so excited for that one. Yeah. So that leaves 2010 to me, wow. and we're gonna do things. We're we're gonna do a different style movie, I think, here. And I'm gonna go with 2010's Scott Pilgrim versus oh, the World. Oh, uh, nice. So, okay. So, um, yeah, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> You've redeemed yourself, no, well, no, Jack, because, from Empire no, Records. Let me no, I'm just, no, I'm just saying uh, because we have. <laughs> Die hard and take it, and I'm assuming Nick Cage is gonna be insane. So these three like action packed crazy movies. So I was thinking there's some cartoon in Scott Pilgrim vs. Right? I, I don't think I've seen it. it. Oh. oh, you haven't seen it? I, I think, think it's based so. off a comic book. It is based off a comic book, but I, yeah. I wanted to 
I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. Yeah, that yeah, sounds cool. It's a great film. Edgar Wright, man. Edgar Wright. Um, so that that does it for us. Uh, before we go, though, Andy Rossi, where can the world find you online? The world can find me at just Andy Rossi. And James Shippey? The universe can find me at jshippy2 on Twitter and at jeshippy2 on Instagram. And you can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. That does it for us this week. Make sure to tune in next week when we review Taken. Watch Taken yourself. That way you get what we're talking about. But we'll post that next week. And until next time, uh, I don't know. Have a good weekend.